Kipling, Annapolis Center, do you have any test operation restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac, Wanwan, and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow. We have a special show for you tonight, a special music show concentrating on the Beatles. But first, let me introduce the members of the posse. Special night. But girls, he's here. Get your fans. Get your mister. Sit yourself down. Get your squeegee and your lube. Your big box of Kleenex, your big box of wipes. Out of order tonight. Because he's here. The very famous one. Yay. Hey, hello, everybody. Hello, girls. Yeah, bring all those things. We're going to put a kit together. Yes, yes. A special Mac Maloney kit for the girls. Yeah, watch it. <laughs> all those things. Watch it. Anyway. How are you? Listen, how's things in your uh, social club? You joined the social club two weeks ago? and Yeah, and they haven't been there since. Really? Yeah, you did that to them. They've been around <laughs> for a thousand part. years. And... We've just been busy doing other things. Like, okay. I have not been there since. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And we... Eileen is dying to go. And uh, we just haven't been up for it. We predict that at some point uh, you're going to have like whip marks on your back or maybe a brand or something like that. What do you think of that? Probably a brand. Brand? Okay. Yeah, right. As soon as summer, summer comes in, they'll be firing up the iron and then, you know, Please. it'll be like. Uh, we, have a, we have a rented drummer here tonight. Please, do you. Ready? Yeah. It'll be like that, that series Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. I uh, no Coco tonight because he doesn't know who the Beatles are. Um, but <laughs> that's true. Um, but uh, let me introduce the studio personnel. Uh, on the drums, on the skins, as the kids say. Oh. Wow, Mike Cullen. At the ready. At the ready. How are you doing? People yes. expert. Okay, everything okay with you there, Mike? Oh, it's good. Everything? It's jolly good. It's, okay. Yes. Also. Putting up with us tonight, at least at the beginning, is uh, the very lovely Lois Lane. Lois. Hi, Mac. Hi, everybody. It's good to be here. Is it really? Absolutely. Would you tell us if it wasn't? Probably not. So no, she was saying you can't win. Where's my? Where's the drummer? I gotta bring this. I know he is hand. really falling down on the job. Mick Jagger says, "Where's my drummer?" I know what he means now. <laughs> they all say that. All right. Okay. <laughs> also with us is uh, Barry Winnig, up there in New Hampshire hey. somewhere. Barry, how you doing? I'm doing fine today, Mac. It's very nice to be on. Mm -hmm. Should we reveal your other identity, or you want to kind of keep that secret? Oh, keep that secret. That's okay. Nobody remembers what? my other identity. Everybody remembers. <laughs> Long-time listeners to the show knows that uh, I, I, I can wait for the drum to get ready here. Wow. We are really... <laughs> I know. Yeah. Got it together now. Huh? Didn't we just do this before Are you in a union? Wow, holy cow. You wouldn't believe what's going on here. Okay, that's all right. All right, all right I think we're I forget the joke. <laughs> I was the joke. I forget it. I, I think know, you're... Something about Ringo? 
I think I think the moment has passed. Yeah, it has. Passed. Together, let's, yeah. let's save it for the next. Barry, what makes you a Beatle expert? Um, well, I've been a fan for a long time. I've read a lot of books, and uh, that's it. Well, no, you qualify. I actually, my claim to fame would be meeting Mitch Weissman. Does anyone besides oh, me know yes. who that is? Yeah, he was in. He was in the Beatlemania. <laughs> Yeah, he was in Beatlemania. It, yes, oh, he right, was in time. Beatlemania. Yeah, and yeah. I ended up interviewing him for a college newspaper. And even though I didn't meet John Lennon, he had, and he said John Lennon asked him how he could do that night after night. Mm. What he said? Because wow. God knows John Lennon couldn't. Yeah, that's interesting mm. that he would say that about his own music. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Well, you yeah. know, I, I could. Uh, yeah, I could understand the Lennon was uh, handsome. Uh, oddly. Uh, also joining us is uh, Rob Ferraro, music critic. We should clap for him. I don't know why. <laughs> I all, get the applause, but, huh? Yeah, but all well, of we'll us. clap for the wolf, man, so we're going to clap for Oh, the that's wolf. right. Yeah. We're going to do it right there. There's some snaps. Fair enough. Yeah. Rob, how Thanks, you? Mac. I, uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm uh, back. I enjoyed my last time out, and mm -hmm. happy to be here again. Okay. And you're a, uh, a music reviewer, critic. What are you uh, – what is uh, that? Yeah, music writer. I try to be diverse in what I do. I do a lot of interviews um, – I have Belinda Carlisle coming this week. Oh, uh, she has cool. she has a Beatle connection, which really? maybe we could discuss later. That Juan Juan also knows about. Is it a cocaine mm -hmm. connection? Um, Is that what you're saying? Because I hear the... <laughs> no, 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 go on. That's just a rumor. <laughs> You'll never guess. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> you won't guess. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy the interviews the most. But I try to do do everything. Oh, crazy. Now, I've asked you this before. <laughs> Last time you were on, talk about coke. Um, <laughs> it's diet coke. Who's the biggest dick that you uh, have interviewed? In the rock world. <laughs> I, uh, everybody told me it was going to be Paul Stanley, but I found him to be wonderful, actually. Oh, he's a great guy. Yeah, um, we saw him interviewed. But yeah, I spoke, to him, spoke to him for uh, like an hour, and everybody said, oh, he's tough, he's tough. He's not tough. He's from New York. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> able to just stick with him, and he was really uh, really cool. But um, Jane Seymour Jane would Seymour. probably rank right up there. Oh, really? really? Why? Yeah. What, you have a two? Yeah. That's a good get. Why is she a problem? Yeah. Yeah, she's she's exactly as you may have believed she would be. I know that I had people say to me, "Oh, is she a bitch?" Like that was their question, well, not a you know, what's she up to now or yeah, yeah, yeah. anything like that. She she's <laughs> she's tough. She's almost like a caricature of a famous woman who used to live in a castle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> okay. that's a, that's yeah. disappointing. Yeah. So, Paul, oh, you're killing me, yeah. Rob. I had a thing for her <laughs> way back yeah. in the day. Wow. Okay. Uh, that's fine. Does that ever stop anybody? No, no. <laughs> I guess not. Oh my gosh. So Paul Stanley and, and I, I got the well. I get mixed feelings too because she 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 invited me down to see her after we had done that. She mm -hmm. had some event and I went to see her and then she was like lovely, but she was on stage. She had everybody watching her. Oh, and I see. How she okay. treated me. So oh, I thought she invited you backstage or something. That's where I thought that story was going. <laughs> so so anyway, Paul Stanley, yes, Jane Seymour, a dick, right? Correct. Okay. All right. We get that down. Lois just wrote okay. that down. So, and he was a better kisser, too. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> was, where is this guy? Go. He's got to shock me. Wow. Okay. He's going to catch up to us on that one. Yeah. He'll say. So, um, um, we have uh, one more contestant who's going to be joining us. Lois, say something. Something. Okay. Which is the, I was going to say, which is a famous Judge Harrison sign? No. But um, one thing, I, there's a couple of things I read today. Um, getting ready for the show. I'm reading this book, and everyone you know, who knows me is sick of me talking about it, but it's called Love and Let Die. 
And it's the connection between the James Bond movies and the Beatles in the 60s and the 70s. Great book. Super book. Has a lot of Beatles stuff I didn't know. It's it's not a book for a Beatle fan necessarily. It's it's it, it, it's it's just a really good book. It's a little um, academic, but you know I I, I take I tell Lois like every day something new from it, right? Mm-hmm. You know. Oh, it's fascinating. So it, it, according to this guy, the whole idea of that why the Beatles left India, he believes that the Beatles basically once they went to India, that was the end of them. And it, and and and, had, and he said that, and he has quotes from the Beatles saying that. The Maharishi didn't hit on Mia Farrow's sister. Uh, Lennon was mad because of this and that. And uh, <laughs> wow, I'm being a real person. He used to get pissed when McLeod moved microphones around and stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah. arranging furniture. It's yeah. a whole different take on that. On, on that, you know. And and but the, the the cool part of the book is, um, you know, that at the end of World War II, England won the war. They were on the winning side, but the place was a mess. Okay, and it was like they went through a depression for. Like fifteen years, really, really bad, and um, uh, and they and people just thought, well, this is this is the end. This is how the British Empire fades away. And then all of a sudden, in the sixties, you have these two enormous entertainment, you know, powerhouses, not military or banking or anything. Same kind of money, Bond and Beatles, and it brought in zillions of dollars to the economy, and it changed the way people viewed people in Britain. Mm. Um, one one's over there now, but there used to be a real class system. I know they still have a class system, but it is a real cl- huge class system. I didn't realize it until I until I got here. It's a very snobby in ways, but yeah, Bond and Bond and Beatles have made made Great Britain to be the hippest place on the yeah, planet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is a it's a really good book because they talk about Ian Fleming, who was just out of his mind. He was a racist. Uh, that was the best thing you could say about the guy. He was like really really bad guy. He. <laughs> Was in the upper atmosphere of the, you know, old England. We think of old England. These people who were related to, you know, Charles the Conqueror or whoever, right? And then you had these other people in England who are like the Beatles. You know, there's no pretension that they're royalty or anything. So you have two kinds of England, and Bond satisfied one, and the Beatles satisfied the other, and you know, everyone got into both of them. But I think. Well, let me tell you what really happened: you Bond, the Beatles, and the BBC. Yeah, people hate the, the BBC. The BBC was instrumental in uh, trying to uh, prevent the uh, various rock and roll uprisings that were uh, humanized by the Beatles, the Rolling Stones, etc., by banning rock music from their airwaves for a while. Yeah, yeah. You know, they wouldn't, uh, and um, I, I think one of the questions tonight is a song that was written that the Beatles did that the BBC wouldn't put on. So I'll tell you what, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now? See where we are, and when we write back, you're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Special Beatles show tonight. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52, or 53, or 54? 54? 54? How about Tonopar Test Range, or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. 
A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Went to Mac Maloney's Mill Track Song Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, we have a special music special tonight. Beatles music special. Um, the gang tonight. Special operations gang. Girls, a very famous one. One is here across the puddle. Morning. Hello, everybody. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. How's things? What's up? <laughs> yeah. Did you get a kite? Did you get a license? Nope. No? You don't have my license. You flunked? No. no. Not my UK. I, I need my visa before I can get my driving oh, test. Oh, all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. We still get an over-under of you coming back by Christmas, you know that? And I get the under. Anyway. Sometimes I have, I have one of these moods where, uh, you know, I'm looking at the British Airways uh, Specials? flight schedule. Yeah, okay. I understand. Yeah, Eileen doesn't like it when I do that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, after 48 years, I'm sure she'll be... I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greatly disappointed. <laughs> we want to hear. Yes. Their anniversary is tomorrow, so. How do you know? That's right. He told me. Oh, okay. <laughs> and after 48 years, yes. I'm sure you'll be forgiven. Wow. Oh, wow. Huh? Okay, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you heard it here. Also, that note is uh, our good friend Barry Winning up there in New Hampshire. Hey. Beetle expert. Yes. I'll take that. Yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> so. One night we were playing uh, Zoom. No, we, was it Zoom? You and I were in Zoom, right? Just yes. Nice. And we are going back and forth, man. I mean it. I, I, I got no respect for you because I said I'm going to kick his ass. And and we were 31 to 31, and it was on the level. And the lights go out in our house on Plum Island, and he accused us of fixing it, right? <laughs> but it was really, really true. Yeah, but it really it was, did. And we lost our internet, so Zoom yeah. was gone. Yeah. And- yeah. So I, Mac so, was not going to end it so until won. he until he he put well, me in the dust, and it did not happen. Oh, that is right. true. That's another show. I was there. Move on. <laughs> Turn the page. Also, with just a little, just a little competitive. Yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> also with us is Rob Ferraro. Rob, how you doing? Music critic, music writer. Hi, how are you? Where, where are you anyway? Where are you right now? I'm uh, just outside of Worcester. Oh, Worcester I'm uh, in Oxbridge. Oh, right. Yes. Oh, yeah, Oxbridge. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, okay, so why don't we do this? Why don't we uh... – oh, I'm sorry. There's a drummer here. We hired this guy. And, you know, yeah. I don't know. He, he's not working out. He's so. not really with it. Okay. <laughs> My pool. There he is. He's a, he's a beat behind. He's a beat behind. Yeah, yeah. So is Ringo. Ringo. I like to lay back. Yeah. Ah. Again? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Maybe he didn't think it was funny. No, okay. <laughs> Not all funny, Uncle Brian. Yeah. So I whip a funny. tomato at me or something. <laughs> so um, um, Mark is here. He's also a uh, big Beatle fan, Beatle expert. Hello. Um, and uh, let's just go to Rob for a second. So um, have you ever have you been in the business long enough to review a Beatle album? Not really, right? I mean, they broke up 50 years ago. No. Yeah. No, I think at that po- at this point it's like uh, reviewing the Bible or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't yeah. think um, – Everybody has their own opinions. I don't think there's anything new to illuminate. But I, um, as a fan, you know, I've gone over them with a critical 
ear instead of just enjoying. I, I think that's the other thing. I think with the Beatles catalog, a lot of people don't just enjoy it. I think they're always trying to yes. um, gain a further insight into how the music was made, and that can be fun, too. Right, right. So I've done a lot of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so do you have a, a favorite Beatles song and what you consider their worst song? Or, you know, not what you consider their worst song, but yeah, one that's not a favorite of you. For, for me, like the worst track they ever did is, I don't know if I could pinpoint it, but it would have to be something off the, some of the filler off of the White Album. Mm-hmm, okay. um, uh, more than any album, other album, I've had people tell me that they kind of trim the fat off of the White Album because it's so great, yep. but there's those little interludes that are just... You wouldn't want to have blasting at a party in between some of the better tracks. So I would say like one of those. And for me, like the, my favorite songs off that album, too, is uh, Happiness is a Warm Gun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. I just, mm-hmm. I just think it has so many layers to it. Even Lennon admits that there's uh, lots of layers to it. And then uh, the listener can really take that a bunch of different ways. But I also just love how he stretches out vocally mm-hmm. in that song. Um, right. it's, uh, it's definitely my fave almost from day one. Uh, wow. Only Beatles song where someone else sings the lead. Yoko sings that opening part. You know, it's really like four songs put together. She's, that's her singing. I always thought it was like someone whose voice was, uh, mm-hmm. you know. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, yeah. You know what? I'll tell you this. I, go ahead, please. Well, you. I was going to say, did you think their voice was pitched up or something yeah, in the right. studio? They did a lot of, yeah, they did a lot of, you know, they did a lot of studio tricks and they did a lot of things that are, are still, you know, people use mm-hmm. today. But one of the things mm-hmm. they did was they would rise, raise the pitch. Of their voices yeah. mm-hmm. and make it seem like they had unnaturally high voices. And, um, you know, they used to also, um, they would play parts slow and then speed up like a piano. They did it, that a number of times. Mm-hmm. They play piano slow and you speed it up and it sounds like, you know, like mm-hmm. a barrel house on the piano. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of stuff like that. They invented double tracking. They, they, they did, they're always looking for something new to, to try and, you know, and they wouldn't do it unless it was different, you know, unless to them it was right. new, you know. But, um, right. But you know what, what what song I don't like now that we're killing time? <clears throat> I'm not a big fan of, um, what is it? And my guitar gently weeps. Was it? Well, oh, I, I, that song. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I love that yeah. song. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't. My, my worst track is uh, You Know My Name. I never yeah. really. Yeah. Well, they're, just, oh. they're just screwing around. Yeah. They're really duck. I know, I know they are, but I don't like it. Is it is, <laughs> who, who plays the sax on it? Um, Clarence Clements, oh, Brian Jones, Brian Jones, Brian Jones, yeah. mm-hmm. Brian Jones. Yeah, huh? wow, they all knew that one. He might not remember it, but he did once. So. <laughs> <laughs> he won't now. Is, is that a trivia question? I didn't know. Let's, let's hit him with a couple of trivia questions. So, <laughs> well, did you want yeah. to I, hear uh, what other people's worst track is? No, okay, oh, really? Oh. You want to get going? Oh, right, hang on. Because then you can't. <laughs> hey, do I points. didn't even get to do best there. Okay, all right. No, all right, no, all right, no, all right. I'm getting okay. signals from the producer. Okay, go ahead. Well, I'm just thinking then right. Bruce will be naturally behind, and that's not fair. This is oh, we this can't is, have that. Uh, go ahead, Barry, what's your best and worst uh, Beatles song? All right, so um, I'm going to go back to my teenage years. I always loved I'm Only Sleeping. Mm-hmm. And it still has a really, really good vibe. I was listening it to, to it again um, with the. Uh, remastered set, uh, the new mix that Giles Martin did. Yep. And interestingly enough, while I don't care for You Know My Name and I don't care for Revolutionary, Revolution Number 9, mm. lately I've realized that things like Run For Your Life mm-hmm. and the middle eight of um, Getting Better yeah, are yeah, just mm-hmm. not okay. You don't, well, what do you mean? Explain. Because they're, they're, 
Tremendous. somewhat misogynist and they're somewhat threatening. Well, Think about run yeah. for your life. Yes, yes, yes. That is definitely a threat. Yes, but that's not just a breakup. That's a threat. Yeah, but 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 at the same time, I'm not I'm not defending it. But at the same time, you have to recognize that the era that you know all that was happening right. in, they weren't as enlightened as we are now. Simple as that's that. That's true. You know? Mm-hmm. You know? It just so, makes me a little cringy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, there weren't things, but. Um, if you, I, I hate the. I sound like I'm plugging this book, but you know, in this book, one thing he does is that he he explains why the White Album is the greatest album. Okay, and 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 now think of that as a chore, right? But he does. He says it's because they became, they became literally a progressive rock group. They became almost avant-garde. They they all just kind of songs, you know, sprang from them, and they recorded them. It wasn't like, hey, do you like this? Put this in, you know. This will, you know, this will get the kids dancing and whatever. They just put it out. And mm-hmm. you know, a lot of stuff in there, and that number nine is, you know, it's, you know, it's like a mantra, it, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, hypnotic in a way, it, I guess. Is there a trivia question built into this White Album discussion? In that, how many times were all four Beatles in the studio at the oh, same time during yeah. the recording of that record? Wow, it's a, That's yeah, a good question. Good question. Uh, not, that not, is good. Not, not often. Not many of them. Not, not. I don't often. think ever. Like uh, four <laughs> solo albums or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like four solo albums put together. But I, to look it up, but it's like, wow, not not necessarily mailing it in, but you know, showing up to do their bit, and then they yeah, then they leave, yeah, they like session guys, right? Ringo was Ringo was missing in action for a while. He does not play he on. Pissed, uh, he got pissed off, is yeah. what happened. Got pissed off, and McCartney took up right. skins. Yeah, he sucks as a drummer. He, they they play. Oh, he, he oh, does. oh he does. Come Mac, on, Mac, <laughs> I forgot the real drummer was here. Somebody has I to. Somebody that. has to keep the beat. Oh, come, oh, come yeah, that's about what that's he right, does. That's right. We turn to the drummer here. We have a professional drummer here. Yes, McCartney. He sucks okay. as a drummer, right? No. Oh, get out. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> nice try there. Another, yeah. another musician who won't get paid tonight. <laughs> Never do. <laughs> So okay, all right. So Barry, what's your you know, so that's your best song? It's a great song. I'm only sleeping. Has a great backwards guitar that George actually invents for wind, and he makes sure it sounds good backwards. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. isn't just exactly. uh, play backwards. So yeah, great song. You know, I mean, progressive, avant-garde, more or less. What? Okay. Sure. Now we have to ask. They got the most out of that studio. If if you uh, whenever you look at what they had to work with, which mm. wasn't bad. Yes. I mean, EMI Studios. Back then was uh, recording, uh, and still is the best of them. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Road Studios now is still recording the London Symphony Orchestra on a regular basis, and that's why I couldn't do the tour one day when I was there because mm. they were in there. They were doing uh, movie soundtrack stuff. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. They do a lot of movies. So how dare you? I'm here. To, I'm here to. Just, I'm not here just to cross the street about fifteen times. I want to <laughs> check out the studio, <laughs> and I couldn't. Check. Sorry, sir. Uh, yeah. You know, he just have to come back some other time. McCartney's <laughs> daughter did a documentary on Abbey Road a few months ago. It's really pretty good. You know, it's pretty good. And she talks how, you know, they went into the Hollywood, um, you know, scoring business and um, they're back they on did. top of it. Big time. Uh, so, anyway, we're going to turn to Mark Poulin, hired drummer. Mm-hmm. Do you have a best and a worst Beatle? Yeah, what is this? Bound, yeah, Rain. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think my worst is all together now. That doesn't do much. Yeah, that was kind of you know, agreed. Uh, yeah, drunken yeah. afternoon. Yeah, yep. yeah. yeah. Uh, it changes all the time. The I favorite like right it. now. It's the night before. Mike the night before one. is a cool song. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a real sixties kind of pianet thing at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Electric piano. You know, mm-hmm. It sounds a little, yeah. you know, yeah. 
Yeah. It's 60s. Nice sound, 60s. background vocals, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Prominent bass. That'll change. It'll be, you're going to lose that girl tomorrow, probably. <laughs> oh, That's my fun. God. That's I good. love that song. song. Oh, that's a great <laughs> one. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the, I think the night before is like one of those songs like you can't do that, where mm. it didn't sound like he spent too long on the night before. Yeah, and then not the uh, guitar solo is pretty yeah weird. But anyway, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, can I just say something? It's interesting. Everything, all the songs that uh, you picked really show that you're all true Beatle fans because I would have picked for my favorite something or mm. yesterday mm. Um, because. That's what I know. You're mentioning songs I don't think I've ever. I certainly don't know the titles, and I. Just for a listening audience, she's from a different generation than us. So. <laughs> well, well I don't think it's just that. I, okay. Well, maybe yeah. it is. What's your least favorite? Those are two of the most played songs on the yeah. radio. It's yes. something mm-hmm. in yesterday. Well, right. Yeah. So, but something is just so beautiful. Can you yeah. think of a bad song? They've done. Um. Hmm. No, the songs I know. Yes. They're every single one of them is so catchy and different, mm-hmm. and. Last does the test of time. You know, it's lasted through the test of time. So, yeah, if, if you were around, but if I, I, if I, what was some of the songs that you mentioned? I didn't even hear of them. So, if you were around back then, would you be one of the screaming girls in the audience and et cetera, et cetera? I try not to follow the crowd, but hmm. I, I don't know if I don't know. Can we fantasize that you're right? Hey! Wait a minute, I thought that was my job. Right, here we go. <laughs> wow! And then the screen lights up. Right. That's right. <laughs> has anyone, has, has, have we gone around to everyone? Uh, I think everybody okay. got a chance to speak. Yeah. So yes. why don't we just throw? Let's throw out three trivia questions and let's see where we are here. Okay. So okay. what other band was recording at Abbey Road Studios in 1967 while the Beatles were recording Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band? Yes. Right. Okay. A. The Who. B. Pink Floyd. C, The Rolling Stones, D, Led Zeppelin. I'll go with and, Floyd. Okay, so Mark says Floyd. Floyd. Yeah, it's Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's got to be Floyd. You're saying, uh-huh. and Barry saying Pink yes. Floyd? Pink Floyd. What about Rob? Yes. Yeah, Floyd. Unanimous. Juan? Pink Floyd, you're right. Yes. Okay, so the answer is B, Pink Floyd. Drummer Nick Mason Ooh. recalls taking a break from the recording of Piper at the Gates of Dawn to watch the Beatles laying down Lovely Rita. He would later admit they were godlike figures to us. Oh. Yeah, I got one for you. Go ahead. Since we were talking about the White Album. Can I do one? Go. All right. Which Beatle wrote a song whose title includes the name of his sheepdog? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's I know. okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. All right. Should I say it? Rob, you know that one? What does everyone know? That's uh, uh, George Harrison. No, uh, it was Martha it was McCartney. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was Paul McCartney. Yeah. What was the name of the song? It was Martha. Martha, my dear. Correct. That wasn't even funny. Okay, right. Here's one. <laughs> I know. Here's one. For, ready now. In the Let It Be. Sorry. Hang on a second. In the Let It Be, um, you know, tapes and so on, right? And the whole controversy that went around Let It Be. Um, they bring in Billy Preston, right? And, you know, he fit in with them so well that John Lennon said, let's make him literally a partner, the fifth Beatle, literally. And Lennon and Harrison said, yes, let's do it. And McCartney vetoed it. And the great quote from McCartney was, it's bad enough with the four of us. We're killing time here for Bruce Vogel to... Hold on, hold on, that's real. <laughs> yeah, yes, that's real, yes. But that was I, a, I didn't, I, that's I, a I great quote, this. by the mm-hmm. way. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, it's bad enough with the four of us. Yeah. No. 
I can ask another one. Okay, please. Yeah. Save us. All right. When well, were they were the... going through a rough patch there, say the least. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. When were the Beatles inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? A, 1969. B, 1988. C, 1975. D, 1994. Mm. Okay. Juan? Mm. Well, we need to think about this for a second. Can you read them again, please? 1988. Sure. You don't have to go ABC, just the years. 1969, 1988, 1975, 1994. Okay, Juan. Juan. 1988. Was that B? Barry? Yes. Yeah, I'm with Juan because the other dates either seem too early or too late. To you. Okay, Rob? It is most definitely 88. Okay. Boy, this, we might have to. Yes, another unanimous. Yes, right? Mac? Yes, 88. Yep. And I'll Mark. go 88. It's 88. Yeah. yeah, because it wasn't around in 69 is one mm. thing. And the matter, ma- matter of fact, when they when they went in, there was no bricks and mortar Hall of Fame yet. Right, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. What do you think of that, Rob? What do you think that whole Hall of Fame? And also the, the Hall of Fame? And, and the jury, the I think it means, committee that puts I, people in there and don't and keep people out of there? I mean, come on. Yeah, mm. I think if you equate it with like a sports museum, then it's horrendous. It's the worst entity you can think about. If you look <laughs> mm-hmm. at it as a museum where you can go with the family and see lots of music artists and learn a lot about music, then I think everybody's going to get in eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I try not to take it too seriously. If you go in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you'll see hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of deserving artists, and you'll think it's a great place to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, I mean, do the, the Beastie Boys have to go in there before the Moody Blues, for instance? Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the irritating part is that it was all being voted on by a very uh, tight, yeah, incestuous, almost, yes. structure. Mm-hmm. It's Jan Wenner and all his right. uh, buddies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And my question is, who did Warren Zevon piss off? He's yeah, not in. Right. He's still not in. There's and a lot of people that right. are not in. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And Barry, he's right in that crowd too, where you would have thought he would have went in. And, yes, cool. He's and a... he didn't receive any favor. It's very strange. Yeah. Well, right. he, yeah, he's an he out- must have really irritated something. Yeah, he, he probably Jan Wenner. He's probably you know pissed off Rolling Stone magazine. That's you know he doesn't own that anymore, does he? Does Jan Wenner even own Rolling Stone? Anyway, I think his kid runs it. But you know, he's, even for the longest time, he had he had sold Mac like a large portion of his shares, but he was still editing it mm-hmm. or guest editing it yeah, yeah. because he wanted to interview all his friends whenever it was yeah, yeah, <laughs> when it was yes. their time. But I don't think he's doing anything now. There's a, a great the, with, with the magazine. Um, there's a great book um, written by uh, Don Felder, the you know, original guitar or well, one of the guitar players for the Eagles, and he basically wrote a song I never want to hear again, which is. Hmm. Uh, uh, what's the name of that song? Please tell me. Hotel California. Hotel California. Oh, yeah. Is there any song <laughs> that you would you'd want to hear before that? That is the longest in the strain, and it's just so long and boring. Who gives a you know? But anyway, he wrote it. He wrote and he, and it, it it was just a guitar exercise that he used to do. Okay, now he writes right. this song, which is enormous, and. The people in the Eagles were just like so weird, okay? I mean, talk about bad vibes. You know, everyone, half the people were afraid that the other half is going to fire them and stuff like that. <clears throat> but I'll tell you, mm-hmm. if creative, you know, if, if conflict, you know, makes, let's say, a successful song, they're the, they're the poster boys, right? Think of what those guys have done. Their, their greatest hits record is like the biggest selling album of all time. I mean, you know, right. they never went away. They broke up a million. They never went away. One of the few... Music acts that have never that haven't gone away. Tom Petty never went away, you know. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, yeah he went away. Right? Yeah, he went away. Is yeah. the <laughs> only pre-recorded cassette I own because somebody gave it to me, and I went, mm, "Okay, mm-hmm. I play it." <laughs> you know, I never got it on CD. Yes, it is. I don't know why. I was I was okay with the Eagles. I I kind of liked a lot of their individual members too as they evolved. They're all yeah, they're all really good players. But about, uh, talk about talking about Dixon rock and roll. Holy cow, Glenn Fry and the and the guy who's dead there was he's dead, and the drama there. Holy cow! I mean, they were just like really really mean to people for no other reason than to be mean to them, you know. Mm. And um, yeah, not good. It's not one good. of those. Do you know? Do you know who I am, kind of Neil? Well, <laughs> yeah, that would be the least of it, really. I mean, yeah, yeah. they were—they you know, would fire people that they've been with for twenty years because you know they were wearing the wrong sneakers and just just to, just a to rag on the guy. Random, know? yeah. Yeah, but anyway, Rob, were you going to say something? Hopefully, dump on the Eagles. Yeah, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering if you'll allow me a little self-indulgence on this Hotel California thing for a second. Sure. Because my my wife and I always we don't debate, but we wonder what people think about the lyric. Uh, we called to the captain, please bring me my wine. We haven't had this spirit here since 1969. Spirit, is that referring mm. to the wine that he wanted to order or the balls that he had to call the captain to bring up his wine? Ooh. Wow. Huh? Okay. I always thought it was the wine, but I never... Both. I thought that they talking about the, the band Spirit. Something <laughs> used to play there or something. Band spirit. Yeah. Well, huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never done a, that deep of a dive into that song. Okay, To me, that song just is endless. It's like, Good question, Rob. Yeah. yeah. But what is it? What, is there an, an, is is there an, an answer, answer to that? Or? I don't. It's not even a trivia question. I'm just curious as to what people think when they hear it. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they just make up a lyrics out of the blue, frankly. <laughs> you know, I really do. You know, and they try to make them. Anyway, you should read this book. It, it will destroy any kind of, uh, you know, respect you had for the Eagles. It's just like, and they treat this guy really, really badly. Right. Feel free to read a book that's going to make you feel bad about a band you like. <laughs> wow. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> feel free. Okay. All right. Uh, so anyway, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't we take a break now? Sounds like a good plan. Okay. And uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Money's Military Exile Show, special Beatle edition. The whole gang is here. And we'll be right back after this. Please stay tuned. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hats, and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous One One. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com.
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Motrax on Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. What a show we have for you tonight. Special music show, all Beatles show. And speak about England, girls. He's across the puddle of their famous one one. Is here. Hello, girls. Hello, everybody. Yes, I'm here in the England. I like to call it England, not the UK. It's England. Jolly old England. What's the it. difference? Yeah, some people really get into that UK thing as if they're hanging on yeah. to that last vestige of the empire. You know what I mean? I know it. But there's not much left. You know, but no, but as we said earlier, they're giving it all away now. And in, in an earlier show, up until 1968, the very very highbrow establishment schools taught that the Beatles were fakes and that they were recorded by session musicians that the songs were written by somebody else. And that was in the curriculum of a lot of those schools until they got like the MBA and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, my own trivia question: um, No Coco, obviously, don't know anything about the Beatles. Uh, Switchy's on vacation, but with us is uh, Barry Winnick, Beatle expert in quotes. Okay. Uh-oh, now it sounds like I said No, 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 a.k.a. <laughs> dribbles the bit of clown. How are you, Barry? Everything good? Who can complain? Well, you can. Well, yeah, that's true. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, Other also, than me. Also with us is uh, rock reviewer, critic, Rob Ferraro. Rob, how you doing? Fantastic, Mac. Happy okay. to be here, bud. Also uh, in the studio with us, union drummer. Union. Mike Holland. Wow. It's magic. It's my way of saying hello. It's magic. Oh. And also, the best part of the cast, the lovely Lois Lane is here with us in the studio. Yep. Hi, everybody. I'm excited to be here. Making a very rare appearance. Very rare. Um, so anyway, so we're talking about the Beatles today. This is an all-music show. And we got a bunch of trivia questions. And so um, we're going to have a uh, contest. We right are. Out? We okay. are going to have a little contest. Okay. Well, here we go. Let's do it. Should we start the contest? Or didn't, wasn't there something somebody wanted to say about Broad Street? Oh, well, just a story we're talking about off air, okay? <laughs> just to set the table. So, um, Mark and I know this guy. Well, you know him too, Marty Fire. And he used to play Ringo in the second Beatlemania, mm-hmm. okay? So, yeah. there was the first Beatlemania, and then they had, they franchised, and he was in the second one. And he had tons and tons of stories. I mean, just crazy stories. But um, the airplane one, but I can't tell that one. You know? Oh man! Let it be. Yeah, but now I'm thinking: should I really? I shouldn't really even tell the story I was thinking of because what he does now. uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, there's okay, a lot. So much for that story. Yeah, okay, so much for that story. But anyway, what what happened? That's what he used to do in Beatlemania. But he also was a Beatle, you know, uh, memorabilia collector and mostly records. So he made this deal with this guy for a a, a tractor trailer worth a tractor trailer filled with Paul McCartney albums. That's all he knew, and it was like for two hundred bucks. So he goes to the place, and this is up in Glens Falls, New York, and. Gives the guy the 200 bucks, opens up the back of the trailer, and it's sure enough, it's like every McCartney album, maybe 10 copies of every McCartney album ever, right? And then the rest of the tra- truck is full of, give my regards to Broad Street. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I well, wouldn't wish that on an Did I get screwed? Yeah. Oh, yeah so now, you're, those now you're stuck with it. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> There's a guess oh for the God. table. Okay. So why don't we do this? One 40, 40 foot tractor trailer. Yeah, yeah. One of those. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a speed speed one of those things. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should. Should we tell the, 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 the airplane story? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's vulgar yeah. okay. or anything. So he, he would, he would, he, he should have written a book because he it would have all these kind of funny things happen to him. So they went and they played, it was like the Houston 
chili festival or something, right? <laughs> you know what's coming, right? And and, uh, and then they had to fly back like instantly. So he's on the plane. He falls asleep, and he wakes up to a, a little girl who's sitting next to him, and the mother sitting next to the girl, and the and the, mother, and the girl's going, "Mommy, make it stop." <laughs> Let's go. All right, let's go with the trivia contest. That's right. Oh, I mean, almost. You can tell. All right, so I will be asking questions. They are multiple choice. Everybody will give their answer, and then I will say the correct answer, and we'll see who's got it. So we're going to start with. What is the only song John Lennon recorded completely by himself during his time with the Beatles? A, only a northern song. B, in my life. C, mother. D, Julia. All right, we'll start with Juan. What was A? Only a northern song. Is he going to say I know the answer and then will tell the answer or does he tell the answer now? No. It might tip off someone who... No, don't say you know it. Just say what you think and then... Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, because it doesn't mean you What's your answer, one? <laughs> I'm sorry. Read, read, read sure, sure. What is the read only the, song the John Lennon recorded again. completely by a himself during his time with the Beatles? Only song. Okay. A, only a northern song. B, in my life. C, mother. D, Julia. Okay, I think I know the answer. Okay. What did he say? Okay. What did he I'm picking D. 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 Okay. Uh, Barry? D. D. Rob? D. Mac? D. Mark? What was C? I'm sorry. Mother? Uh, D, I think. <clears throat> okay, well, we're starting out with batting a thousand. Everybody picked okay. Julia. Yes, and that was the only one that he recorded entirely by himself. All right, so we're warmed up now, right? Yes. <laughs> yep. All right. Let's Cooking go. with gas. <laughs> let's move along here. <clears throat> Which pop artist designed the cover of the White Album? Edward Paolozzi, Richard Hamilton, is choice B, C, Andy Warhol, or D, Peter Blake? All right. The order remains Juan. Want to give us those names one more time? Sure. A, Eduardo Paolozzi. B, Richard Hamilton, C, Andy Warhol, or D, Peter Blake? I'm picking D. D. You should probably start with Robert or me one of these times, so it doesn't look like we're all following one. Oh, okay. One. <laughs> all right. The answer is right. D we'll as well. Yes, yeah, yeah me, me too. <laughs> See? D. D. Everyone saying D? D. Yeah. yeah. Peter Blake? Mm. All right. Well, you're yes. all wrong. <laughs> what? You didn't say... Sorry. Oh, what is it? You didn't ask back or I yet. I said, oh. you all said D. Okay. Okay, sorry. It's you like, all said D. I fell asleep there for a second. It's always D. <laughs> it's always D. It's supposed to always be C. Well, who was it? Just keep saying D. The answer is <clears throat> Richard Hamilton, B. The album oh, my God. The oh. album sleeve was designed by pop artist Richard Hamilton in collaboration with McCartney. Hamilton's mm-hmm. design was in stark contrast to Peter Blake's vivid cover art for Sergeant Pepper Lowell. Oh, I know he was, yeah, that name was connected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of a plain mm-hmm. white okay. sleeve. Right. Okay. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. How about that? Good one. All right, so the problem is nobody gets any points for that, and everybody got points for the other. So yeah. we're still. I blame one one. Me too. Yeah, yeah. David. I'll take so you guys for the next one. Right into the water. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he wasn't Warhol and hadn't heard of the other guys. There we go. 
Um, here we go. Okay, here D. we go. He's <laughs> um, a dumbass. Yes. So, what were George Harrison's last words to Ringo Starr? Living is easy with eyes closed. Is choice A. B, do you want me to come with you? C, is, is everybody happy? I want everybody to be happy. Or D, I believe in yesterday. All right, we're going to start with Mark. I'm going C. Okay, you want the choices again? Yes, please. All right. A, living is easy with eyes closed. B, do you want me to come with you? C, is everybody happy? I want everybody to be happy. Or D, I believe in yesterday. Mac? It's um, B. B. Rob? Uh, C. C? It's C. Barry? It is B. B? Juan? I'm picking C. C. Okay. So the correct answer is B. Ringo Starr has been brought to tears by the memory of his final conversation with Harrison, who, dying in a Swiss hospital bed, still managed a bleak joke. Starr had to leave because his daughter was undergoing emergency brain surgery in Los Angeles. George said, do you want me to come with you? They were the last words I heard him say. They were just a travel together. Actually, the daughter was in Boston. She was at the Mass General. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, yeah, that kind of well, guy, I guess. Yeah, that well, doesn't deserve it. No, <laughs> no that's a sweet. But anyway, what counts is that uh, Barry and I had it right. That is true. So so far, you that pulls you into the lead. Everybody had two points. I mean, yeah, everybody didn't have two points. Everybody had one point. The, and the now six is obviously you two in. Have two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Shall we continue? Yes, please. All right, Let's here go. we go. Hello, us. What was the Beatles' first single to sell a million copies? A, She Loves You. B, Hey Jude. C, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Or D, Can't Buy Me Love. Again, Bert, best, I mean, first million dollar. Million, million sales. Million sales, mm. wow, okay. What was the Beatles' first single to sell a million copies. A, she loves you. B, hey, dude. C, I want to hold your hand. D, can't buy me love. And let's start with Rob this time. Wow. C, C. I want to hold your hand. Okay. Barry. C. C? Mm-hmm. Mark. C. C. Yeah. Juan. <laughs> yeah, C, I want to hold your hand. Wow. And Mac. <clears throat> Now, I'm going to go off the board here because a million copies in 64 is like a zillion now. Is the first number one hit. I want to hold your hand. Um, I'm going to say She Loves You. Hey. Well, the correct answer is She Loves You. Issued in, eight, wow. in August 1963. Hey. <laughs> That's not really a joke, is it? <laughs> um, issued in August 1963, the band's fourth single, She Loves You, achieved oh. the fastest sales of any record in the UK up to that time, selling three quarters of a million copies in under four weeks. It remained the wow. biggest selling record in the UK until 1978 when Mull of Kintyre oh, mm-hmm. by McCartney's yes. post Beatles band Wings surpassed it in sales. I don't know that song. Do I? Wow. No one does. <laughs> uh, well, if you're Scottish, yes, you right. love it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But not Scottish, though, as it turns out. Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole problem. Who's winning now, Lois? Okay, well, that just put you in the lead. Mm-hmm. So with three, 
Barry has two. Everybody else has one. Okay. You're not just making up. There's to Mac, by the way, <laughs> no, that he <laughs> that he somehow leaves me in the dust. Oh. Oh. Okay. Here we go. I thought you're messing with the answers, aren't you? <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh. 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 No, 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 no. And this is no. See, believe me. If you knew Lois, she would not allow it. No, I, I, I can't. No. I can't cheat. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. All right. Um, all right. Let's try this one. Which Beatles album only has songs written by John and Paul? A. A Hard Day's Night. B, Rubber Soul, C, Revolver, or D, Help? The Beatles album with only songs written by John and Paul. Hard Day's Night, Rubber Soul, Revolver, Help. Well, let's see. Who should start this time? How about Mark? Um, no, or, yeah. I'm going, duh. Give me those, those yep. again. So the choices are A, Hard Day's Night, yeah. B, Rubber Soul, C, Revolver, D, Help. Let's go with Hard Day's Night. Hard Day's Night. Okay, Mac? Oh, no. Hard Day's Night. Uh, Rob? Uh, Help. Help. Barry? Hard Day's Night. Hard Day's Night. And Juan? I'm thinking Hard Day's Night as well. Okay. So, Hard Day's Night it is. The Beatles' third studio album, A Hard Day's Night, is the only one to contain exclusively Lennon-McCartney compositions. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, wow, huh? And they wrote it like in a week or something. Go ahead. Yeah, they just banged it right out. Lois. I'm coming. (laughs) All right, here we go. Go. Why did the BBC ban I Am the Walrus? Why did the BBC ban I Am the Walrus? A, PETA protests. B, use of the word knickers. C, it was just too weird. D, drug references. All right. Let's see. How about Mac? We haven't started with you yet. Okay. Let me think here. I'm going to say because it mentioned knickers. B, all right. How about Rob? I'm going to say D, drug references, or perceived drug references. Yep, D was the drug references. Juan? Mm -hmm. B, knickers. Knickers. Barry? Because everyone loves knickers. (laughs) B. B is knickers. That's what you're picking? Yes. Okay, and Mark? I'll say knickers because it lets your knickers down, so that must have have done it. That's exactly... With your little accent there. Yeah, I'm trying. (laughs) The BBC banned this song for the lines Pornographic Priestess and Let Your Knickers Down. I don't think I knew those words. Pornographic Priestess. I forgot about that. Okay. What's the score now there, Lois? Okay. Don't say my score, Lois. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we have Mac has four. Four. Uh, Mark has two. Rob has one. Sorry, Rob. And it's okay. Perry has three, and Juan has two. Wow. Okay. Right? That's all I got is two? That's all you have is two, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. Oh, don't go recounting them for yeah. him. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I forgot that this one counted. So that's actually... So, I'm sorry. I have the totals wrong. Oh. Juan is three. Uh-oh. Barry is four. Juan is what? Rob yeah. is... Still, one. still one. Go ahead. <laughs> Mac has five and Mark has three. So three, sorry. okay. All right, here we go. <laughs> okay, so here we go. What item from the Sgt. Pepper's album cover was auctioned off 
for 670,000 pounds in 2008? The trumpet, the bass drum, the French horn, or the clarinet? Okay, one more time with the mm-hmm. selections. What? Okay, what item from Sgt. Pepper's album was auctioned off for 670,000 pounds in 2008? A, trumpet, B, bass drum, C, French horn, D, clarinet. That's a lot of money, man. That's that's a lot of money. Go ahead. All right, everybody got to think about it. Let's see. We'll start with Mark. Mark. I'm going Mac or Mark? Mark. 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 Sorry. Mark. Um, I'll go bass drum. Wow. Well, that was my phone. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) Um, I thought you wanted something there, Mark. Yeah. Um, 15th customer. Mac? Bass drum. Rob? Bass drum. <laughs> Barry? Just to be different, mm. I'm thinking it's the French horn. Okay. Mm. And Juan? That would be the bass drum because of that logo on it. It's awesome. Okay. Because of the awesome logo. Let's see. The iconic hand-painted bass drum was mm. accompanied by mm. a handwritten ah. letter from Sir Peter Blake. Signs. Mm. Him again. Yep, him again. Oh, stating, wow. this is to confirm that... Dot, dot, dot. I have examined the painted drum skin that appears on the LP record, Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band, by the Beatles, and that is the same drum skin and is the genuine original original one painted by Joe F. Grave. Mm. Yeah, him. I'm saying too. that right. Okay, wow. okay wow. so. That's wild. Sorry, Barry. Everybody else went with the drum. <laughs> sorry, Barry. <laughs> it's okay. Well, you, you know, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> you had to be different, you know. Yes, once in a while. I know. I mean, the bass drum was obvious, so. Mm. Right. Go ahead. All right. Which Beatles song ends with a chord played on three different pianos and a harmonium? We're going to pass on that question. Why? Because everyone knows it. Mm -hmm. I don't. It's easy. Everybody knows it? What is it? I won't Mm -hmm. give you the choices. It's an easy one. Yeah. What is it? Everybody at the same time. Day in the life. Day in the life. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I'm hearing bells. You are hearing bells. All right. What member of the Beatles family was involved with the Whale Dreamers organization? A. Olivia Harrison. B. Linda McCartney. C. Julian Lennon. Or D. Yoko Ono. What, what member of the Beatles family was involved <laughs> with the Whale Dreamers organization? The A. Whales? Like whale the Dreamers? Yeah. yeah, the Whale Dreamers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Huh. A. I can tell you right now, Mac is losing his mind oh. that this is actually an allowable question. <laughs> Maybe a little. Well, you know, we have to mix it up. Um, so A, Olivia Harrison, B, Linda McCartney, C, Julian Lennon, or D, Yoko Ono. All right, let's start with Rob. Here's his chance, buddy. <laughs> yeah, here's my chance to make up some ground. Um, Julian Lennon. Okay, he went with C. What about you, Juan? I'm thinking of uh, Yoko. Yoko. Kind of her bag. Barry? Boy, it's so tough. But I believe it's also Yoko. Yoko, all right. Or I also believe it's Yoko. (laughs) Mac, what are you thinking? I think it's Julian Lennon. Julian Lennon and Mark. 
I'll go Olivia Harrison. Oh, just to be different. Just to, um, yeah. Okay, so actually, Rob and Mac have it. Oh. It was Julian Lennon. Julian, wow. Julian Lennon is devoted to philanthropic endeavors, most notably the White Feather Foundation mm. and the Whale Dreamers Organization, two organizations that promote the coexistence of all species and the health and well-being of the earth. <laughs> You're right there. Yo, Hello. me up. Yes. Okay. Next, please. <laughs> okay. Man. A day in the life was partly inspired by the death of what Guinness Air? Guinness as in the, yeah. Beer company. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I guess that didn't need to explain Stout. it, did it? Yeah. Sorry. Um, so a day in the life inspired by what Guinness Air? A, Albert Hall. B, Suki Potier. C, Paul Howard. Or D, Tara Brown. Again, that's... A, Albert Hall, B, Suki Potier, Potier, C, Paul Howard, and D, Tara Brown. All right. Let's see. How about we go in the original order? Juan, we'll start with you. C, Paul C, Howard. Paul Howard. Okay. Um, Barry. It's tough. I'm doing... Albert Hall. Albert Hall A. You got it. Um, Rob. Um, since his oh, namesake God. appears in the song, I believe, right? We're going to say Albert Hall. Okay. Albert Hall. And let's see. Mac. It's Tara Brown. Tara Brown is choice D. And Mark? I'll go with C just because C. I haven't a clue. <laughs> okay. Well... Sorry, I know this is. <laughs> it was Tara Brown. Lennon's oh, lyrics were God. inspired by contemporary <laughs> news articles, including a report. Whoa! Whoa! Wow! Go. I hate that. Oh, Lennon's lyrics were inspired by contemporary newspaper articles, including a report on the death of Tara Brown, a young London socialite and heir to the Guinness fortune. Hmm. What's the score now? Oh. Yeah. Albert Hall was a pun. I don't believe that. Albert Hall's a place. <laughs> um, yeah, see. I'm aware. Uh, okay. That's the idea. Oh, it was named after somebody, wasn't it? Albert. Yeah. Prince right. Albert? Next, please. <laughs> Uncle Albert. Yeah. In a can. In a can, yes. <laughs> We're so sorry. There you go. So we have, <laughs> that was see, we have a four-way tie right now with oh, Barry. Oh, Barry oh, having four. <laughs> Barry having Four. Yeah. Rob has three. Mark mm. has four, and Mac has six. Six. Oh. Six. Four, five, six. I don't know, boys. At the clubhouse turn, he's pulling away. Yes. Yeah. Ahead. Okay. So, where are we now? <clears throat> All right. I actually. Twelve showroom. <laughs> it's mostly me trying to find what I was looking for, right? Okay. All right. Mike, do a dance, please. <laughs> Can you okay, no, play Wipeout? Sorry. All right. That's enough. Okay. That was it? Yeah, yeah. well. Well, give me enough it's time wipe. to find the... Not the old <laughs> part. <laughs> that was just wipe. <laughs> just wipe. <laughs> Handy wipe. Go ahead. All right. Now, this is an interesting one. I'll be curious if anybody knows it. What group topped the UK charts with a cover of Jealous Guy? What group topped the UK charts with a cover of Jealous uh, Guy? All right. That's... Uh, a, Roxy Music, B, Alvin and the Chipmunks, C, the Agrolites, or D, Echo and the Bunnymen. Mm. All right, so 
cover of Jealous Guy, A, Roxy Music, B, Alvin and the Chipmunks, C, The Agrolites, and D, Echo and the Bunny Man. Let's start with Mac. You're in the lead. Let's see if you can keep it up. Well, only because Echo and the Bunny Man are from Liverpool, I'm going to say them. D, okay. Uh, Barry. Everybody knows it was The Agrolites. That'll be C. <laughs> C, okay. How about Rob? Uh, Roxy Music. Roxy Music. Which I think is what? D? That is actually A. Uh, yeah. Um, a, yeah. A, Roxy Music. Okay, Mark. I'm going A. A, Roxy mm-hmm. Music, and Juan. Echo. Echo and the, and the Bunny, Man. Bunny Man. D. All right. So the correct answer actually was A, Roxy Music. Wow. Roxy wow. Music recorded Jealous Guy as a tribute to Lennon after his death. In 1980, hmm. the song topped the UK charts for two weeks in March 1981, becoming the band's only number one single. Never heard of it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's a wow. Good. They're an interesting band, Rob, right? Back then? Yeah, very. I quite, uh, I like his version. Well, I, I'm Brian Ferry, right, yeah. head of Roxy Music. I like his version very much. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And Brian, Brian Eno was also in that band when they started, man. They were mm-hmm. really, really freaky. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. when do we do... Yeah, um, check that out on YouTube. Yeah. Do you, want, do you want to want, have we timed this up uh, yet? Let's see. For this. We shouldn't do it on the air. Uh, let's take oh. a break. Okay, take a break. Let's take a break. And uh, calm down, regroup. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Miltrax, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Special music show tonight, all Beatles. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. My dad, he's a double amputee, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Homes for our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for our troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Motrax. Our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. This is our all Beatle special music show. Let me introduce you to the members of the posse tonight on this special night. But he's here, girls, one one across the puddle in the house. Hello, girls. Hello, everybody. Fun show so far. Also, in the house here, very low. low whoop! I can't blow that line. The very low. Uh, <laughs> On. Very Let's lovely, Lois. Wow, I'm telling you. Hey, thank you for jumping in and helping. Hang on. It's very, I need a line to get through this. I need a bump. I think Got him right here. Introduce somebody else. It's a red bull at least. Okay. Very lovely, Lois Lane is with us. Lois. Hi, everybody. It's been a fun show. Should we clap for a let's just clap. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, just, yeah. just so we. Uh, that we did. Settle down. That's All right. Oh, the hair's coming down now. It worked. Oh, right, there we go. Down in the glasses. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. One, Move one. along. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Uh, with us. Cool down. That's not why she's here, boy. Hang on. In, in the studio with oh, us man. is. Uh, that was a good opportunity. Yes, <laughs> you are missing. The yes, you're missing. Boy. Go ahead. <laughs> there we go. 
Okay. Everything could be fixed in post I don't think the budget is going to support this. But anyway, <laughs> Mike Hoolan is with us. Stingo Raw. Union drummer. Call me that. Beetle expert. Huh. Also with us, Barry Winning. Beetle expert. Hey, hey. Up there in New Hampshire. Where are you in New Hampshire? Um, I'm in Lebanon, just south of Dartmouth College, which is in Hanover. Okay. You might as well be in Vermont, right? Might as well be. You're, you're right. We're really close to White River. Mm-hmm. Okay. Junction, Vermont. Yeah. Huh. Uh, also with us is a record reviewer and writer, Rob Ferraro. Good to be here, Mac. Mm-hmm. Having lots of fun. How long have you been uh, doing this? Uh, officially, this is my, I think I'm going into my eighth year now. Yeah, really? How many concerts do you yeah. see? Do you go to concerts and do it, or are you just uh, mo- mostly on the personality? I'm getting, uh, to be honest with you, I'm getting too old for it, says yeah. me. Like, uh, I'm just so sick of putting up with all the other ancillary stuff that comes with a concert, but I've been to well over, like, 300 shows really? probably huh. in my life. Yeah, huh. Who's the best you've seen in live? Using different criteria, like, uh, the Black Crows are one of the best live bands I've ever seen. I've probably seen them about three dozen times. Wow. Uh, Springsteen, but I know that's mm-hmm. kind of a, mm-hmm. you know, that's sort of a stock answer for a lot of people. Given. Yep. And then, and then others that dig in, but between Spring, uh, Springsteen and the Black Crows, I've probably seen them probably about 75 times. Really? Yeah. There's huh? a reason for that. It's great. Yikes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. For me, it's a, it's a, it's the Stones are first and then one is the who, because just to put on the show, you know, they have to play, but also the showmanship yeah. is just really there. Just also joining us. Is uh, Farmer Al down there in Plymouth? Al. Farmer Al from the farm. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Aldo, UFO mechanic. How you doing? Hello, Mac. Hello, everyone. Okay. Hello, Al. How are those bees doing? How the bees? Um, actually, the bees did not make the winter, and uh, what? No. Coming uh, this weekend, actually. They died. So, it's gonna be a busy weekend. They died. Your bees died. Yeah, sometimes they don't make a winter, you know, depending on the weather conditions, depending on... Wow. Uh, and- I mean, we had a really terrible uh, end of the year last year. It was very dry. Everything dried up. Oh, okay. There was mm. really not a lot of food for them, so... Huh. Uh, well, they did know, their job. It happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. A lot of beekeepers, you know, have it happen every year, so... So when, when are the new bees coming? That would break my heart. New bees? <laughs> well, it's unfortunate, but, you know, it's... You, you pay the money, you buy the new ones, and you go pick them up at the... Yeah. Be supply store and TV. When are they coming? When are the new ones coming? Well, not to close all the windows and lock the doors. You, you can watch out the window for me to run across yes. the yard. No, wouldn't be the first time. Uh, I have to text the guy on uh, Friday. They should be in on Saturday. I just have to text him and set up a time to go there and pick them up. Okay. Wow. Cool. Peace. So uh, well, we should just say that the honey that Al gets from the bees is like the best honey in the world. Anyone else? Oh, best honey in the world. Well, anyway, so we're going to do the final round of. Beetle trivia. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've introduced everyone, Lois, right? You have. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, Should we it's neck and neck. That's why we're doing it. What are the scores there, Lois? Yes. Yeah, so we have a pretty close race. Juan has four. Barry has four. Rob has four. Mac has eight. Mark has Ooh. five. <laughs> Mac has eight. Get it? <laughs> Hang on. Eight, for God's sake. Oh, see, that, that went over my head. Was that a joke? Oh, let's go. <laughs> that we're supposed to know. Okay, here we go. Is everybody ready? Yes. All right. Who inspired John Lennon to write Across the Universe? Who inspired John Lennon to write Across the Universe? Julia, Julia, Lennon, Julia Lennon, 
Yoko Ono, Paul McCartney, Cynthia Lennon. So, again, who inspired him to write Across the Universe? A, Julia, Julia Lennon, B, Yoko Ono, C, Paul McCartney, or D, Cynthia Lennon? Is there an, is there an E? None of the above. <laughs> yeah, right. um, Juan, let's start with you t- this time. I'm going to say Julia. A, Julia. Okay. Barry. Well, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, because the answer I would have thought isn't even there. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess Julia as well. Julia A. All right. How about Rob? The same. Same. <clears throat> right. Same thing. I was looking for someone different. Oh, I can't wait to hear what everybody's looking for. Let's see. Uh, Mac. Just could you read the names? Sure. Just... A. Julia Lennon. B. Yoko Ono, C, Paul McCartney, or D, Cynthia Lennon? See, he was, he, the, the, uh, just yeah, okay. We can discuss he was afterwards. Like, he was like hired to write that song for some universal something mm. or other. Um, I'm going to say Cynthia Lennon. Cynthia Lennon, D, and Mark. What would you think? Was Yoko in there? Yoko is there. B. Let's go with Yoko. Okay. Hmm. I don't hear that often. Can I change my answer? <laughs> Let's go. You can change your answer. Good. Because it's got to be Yoko. She, she sings in it too. So okay. you're going with B, Yoko. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. here is the correct answer. One night in 1967, the phrase, words are flowing out like endless rain into a paper cup, came to Lennon after hearing his then wife, Cynthia, <laughs> according to Lennon, going oh, no. on and on. About wow. something. How about that? Mac. Later, after he, bed, he yeah. went downstairs and turned it into a song. So wow. D yeah. is the correct answer. Make a lemonade out of lemon. Hmm. Okay. Wow. The next time we play, don't let Mac uh, read any books. Yeah. <laughs> That's, um, all right. He's, he's moving, going crazy. Moving on. Here we go. You guys, you gotta. You can't let the host of the show. Oh, we're win. never gonna hear the end out of yeah. this guy. <laughs> well, it's not over yet. Here we go. What Beatles song was voted worst song of all time in a 2004 poll? Now, you guys had a conversation about this earlier, so right. it'd be interesting. Was it a poll of idiots or what was it a poll of uh, sports writers? Who was it? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Record reviewers. Um, so, worst song of all time of Beatles A, Revolution 9, B, Why Don't We Do It in the Road, C, Octopus's Garden, or D, Obla Di Obla Da. Oh, okay. Do you want to give those again? Oh, wow, yeah. A, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Contenders. A, Revolution 9. B, Why Don't We Do It in the Road? C, Octopus's Garden. Or D, Obla D, Obla Da. All right. Let's start with Mark. I would go with A, O, D. So let's say, let's say A. A for Mark. Because it's not Mac. really a song. Hmm. I'll say, uh, Why Don't We Do It in the Road? Okay, B for Mac. Rob, what are you thinking? Uh, D as in dog, D. D, obla D, obla da, Barry. Revolution 9, a. block that kick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, I'll, take, I'll take a wild guess. Oh, well, we didn't do one yet, so we'll okay. have one. One, take a wild guess. Revolution number nine. Okay, A. Um, Al, you want to chime in here? Um, I would say in the road. In the road. Wow. Okay, B. So I, 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 That seems... A, not much to it. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Here's the correct answer. Obladi Oblada was voted the oh worst song God. of all time oh, in a man. 2004. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. Worst song. <laughs> um, <laughs> this was an online poll organized by Mars Inc. CNN journalist Todd Leopold reported in 2006 that Lennon loathed that song. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. But but it's but but it's not as bad as Maxwell Silverhammer or any of that. that was a really <laughs> bad thing. Oh, that's pretty yeah. bad. You know, as somebody who loves the White Album, yes. people always want to tell me, like, why they don't. And the two biggest reasons are that song and Birthday. Birthday. And they always yeah. point to those two songs, like, as that dilutes or lessens the album as a whole. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. I know that they're kind of not well-liked. And Martha, yeah. my dear, doesn't. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, Rocky God. Raccoon. Yeah, Love but there, it. Yeah. But there are times when they knew. They they originally, when they started as kids, they wanted to be, uh, like, um Rodgers and Hammerstein writing stuff for Broadway and stuff, you know? And a lot of their songs have that kind of element in it. They tell a story. You know, a lot of them do. And so uh, when you get up to the White Album, you can just see McCartney, uh, you know, actually started with Sgt. Peppers and then Magic Misty Tour. He just gets into this old grandfather father music, you know? Honey Valley. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. Anyway. Well, that was I will. How about I will? Well, that's no, a good like song. That. Yeah. That's a really that's good bad. song. Oh, that's well, that's a tearjerker. That's kind of romantic. I well up. The bass is the bass is vocal, right? Huh. On that one. The what? The what? He said the bass is vocal. The bass is a vocal. Oh, is it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah I believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's nothing with the with the the latest. Mixes that McCartney did, which was I don't know when was that five years ago. So when you when you ask for a Beatles song on Apple, they'll say this is the anyway. Whenever the mixes was, he oversaw it with George Martin's son, and all the bass is just mm-hmm. you know the bass is now suddenly booming. You know, and as a kid, I was like the dog on the RCA commercial. I put my ear up against the speaker just to try to hear the bass, and, and you couldn't. Yeah. Now, it's all, right. now it's all over the place. But he's when great. I first got when I first got some of those early albums, I thought there was something wrong with my stereo. Yeah, yeah. Where's yeah. the bass? There was no bass. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Rolling Stones early albums, uh, uh, the bass was overemphasized. I had to turn it down. Yeah, there was the, like blues, you know, because you know, they were bizarre. so bluesy. Love us. Are we ready to get back to the contest? Yes. All right, here we go. The sleeve notes from which album led to the Beatles being nicknamed the Fab Four? Ooh. The sleeve notes from which album led to the Beatles being nicknamed the Fab Four? Is it A, Please Please Me, B, Beatles for Sale, C, With the Beatles, or D, Rubber Soul? Okay, one, more have that? one more time. Okay. The sleeve notes from which album led to the Beatles being nicknamed the Fab Four? A, Please Please Me, B, Beatles for Sale, C, With the Beatles, or D, Rubber Soul? All right, let's start with you, Mark. Uh, uh, how about with the Beatles? With the Beatles, yeah. C. Mac? So just can you read the... Uh... Sure. A, Please Please Me. Mm-hmm. B, Beatles for Sale. C, With the Beatles. Or D, Rubber Soul. I'll say Please Please Me. Okay, A for that. Rob, what are you thinking? Um, Beatles, Beatles for sale. Okay, Beatles for sale. 
Barry? I don't have a clue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Neither does I'm Barry. Gonna, <laughs> they were pushing them hard on Please Please Me, but I'm going to say With the Beatles. With the Beatles. C and Juan. I think it's Please Please Me. Please Please Me. Hey, Al, you want to venture a guess over there? Please please me, probably. Okay. I'm, oh. real, I'm lost. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, the correct answer, when writing the sleeve notes for With the Beatles, Ooh. the band's Ooh. press officer, Barry, uh, Tony Barrow, used the superlative Still around. Fabulous Foursome, which the media subsequently adopted as the Fab Four. Wow. All right. Mm. So did not know that. Mm. The wow. Beatles. So that was Mark got that, and so did Barry. Wow. Nicely done. Okay. Nicely done. Okay. What was the working title for the film Help? Uh, the working should title... we pass on this? Mm. Oh, we are? Oh, okay. Want to pass? Everyone knows. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. knows that? All right. Well, just for the listening audience, let's just say it was Eight Arms to Hold You. Right. There's some records with that actually written on the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. know someone who had a single with it. Yeah. I, I think I got one of them. Hmm. I don't know how oh. rare they are. But... Okay. Um, how about this one? After their final Hamburg engagement, what was the first country the Beatles toured other than Britain? So after Ooh. their final Hamburg Ooh. engagement, what was the first country the Beatles toured other than Britain? Was it A, Mexico, B, Italy, C, Sweden, or D, America? Okay, after their final Hamburg engagement, which country? A, Mexico, B, Italy, C, Sweden, D, America, Mark. Let's go Sweden. Sweden, C. Mac? Yeah, Sweden. Sweden, C. Barry? I like Sweden as well. Sweden, Rob? Mm. I'm going to be a contrarian. Okay. And say, and say, we've got Hamburg covered in England, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. um, America. You went to America? America. D. All right, Juan? I think it's Sweden because they, they kind of stayed over there in the, okay. that part of the world. All right. And in October 1963, the Beatles began a five-day tour of Sweden. The did first time abroad Sweden. since the final. What did Al say? Did Al say Ireland? <laughs> we didn't ask him. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say Italy. <laughs> oh, Mexico. That would have been better. Yeah. Yeah, um, the Mexican Beatle, Mexican um, Beatle. What would you call them? Tribute bands are everywhere down there. They're really? unbelievably yeah. popular. Yeah, just go on YouTube. I got a Mexican forty-five. I can picture the the sleeve of it, but I can't remember what songs. Well, Barry yeah. has one from Uruguay. Don't you have a Uruguay Beatles song? Yeah, I have. Um, I have Abbey Road and Yellow Submarine from Uruguay. Mm. Mm. Wow, Man, really. but well, please. the the big things is my son came from Tokyo and brought me uh, "She Loves You" and "I Feel Fine," which were on um, Odeon. So that's pretty good. Mm. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Cool. So here we go. Last question. We're going to try this for our last question. In 1960. The Beatles toured Scotland as the backup band for which pop singer? Is that okay? Yep. All right. In yeah. 1960, the Beatles toured Scotland as the backup band for what pop singer? A, David Bowie. B, Trevor Steele. C, Tony Sheridan. Or D, Johnny Gentle. A, David Bowie. Mm. B, Trevor Steele. C, Tony Sheridan. 
A uh, D, Johnny, Johnny Gentle. Hmm. All right, Mac, what are you thinking? Johnny Gentle. Johnny Gentle, D. All right, how about Mark? I'll go see Tony Sheridan. See Tony Sheridan. Yeah. Rob? C. Sheridan. C. Sheridan. Barry? Going with Johnny Gentle as well. Johnny Gentle, D. Juan? Johnny Gentle. Johnny Gentle, D. Al, you want to take a little guess here? Sheridan. Sheridan as well. So we are going with, sorry, not Johnny. <laughs> It is. I missed the song. Wow. Hey. What's going on here? <laughs> What's going on? Johnny Gentle. Johnny in May, Gentle. Oh, wow. In May 1960, calling themselves the Silver Beatles, oh. spelled with two E's, the group undertook a brief tour of Scotland as the backing group for pop singer and fellow liver... Pudlian. <laughs> Johnny Gentle. That's, All right. It's really um, documented... Very well in the, that book, um, the first book, the shout out or whatever the hell that book is, mm. that thousand page book, where, <laughs> yeah. you know, that was their big break that they get signed by yeah. this talent agent who would send out all yeah. these bands, you know, Rory Hurricane that and Larry Parnes, yeah, yeah, Rory Storm and the Hurricanes, yeah, yeah, everything. And then they gave them Johnny Gentle, and like Lennon went freaking nuts. He goes, Come on, Johnny Jeez. Gentle. <laughs> you know, why can't he be, you know, Bobby Steele or something, you know? So, uh, but that's when, that was the first, they were terrible when they started. When they came back, they were okay, you know? So that was the beginning of the basic training. I am tallying the scores. Would you like to have the results? Yes. I'm Mr. Tallyman, tally me by the A tie for second with Barry and Mark, both at seven. Um, Juan... And Rob are come in as Juan has six and Rob has five and Mac has 11. 11? Yeah. Turn wow. that up to 11. He's drummer. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. Oh, yeah. We're never going to yeah. get the end of this. Should we give right. him a round of Let's applause? clap for me. Yes. Let's clap for Mac. Nicely done. Uh, Everybody. Well done. And. He's well, not. I feel okay. I put my money on Magpa. Did you really? Draft yeah. Kings before no. the show started. There you, go. So. <laughs> you must have been drunk. <laughs> anyway, but listen, so what we can just continue in the um, uh, Beatles. Talk about the Beatles and so on. Now, I was thinking about this hey, earlier. Can I throw out a topic uh, yes. about the Let It Be stuff? Because we talked about Let It Be go ahead. a few moments ago. And everybody likes to rag on uh, the Phil Spector version of Let It Be. I liked but, it. Thank you very much. Because I have let, I have that version, and I have uh, Let It Be Naked. Yeah, Naked, yeah. I like yeah. Let It Be Naked. Yeah. But I really like the lush orchestrations in the Wall of Sound of Phil Spector that he brings to the table. Yeah, I don't, I don't dislike them as right. a lot of people do. And and he did the same thing with the Harrison album, which is I cannot listen to. It. They have that naked too, and you just can't listen to it without that Wall of Sound. Yeah. You know, that's what makes right. those songs. But they didn't like exactly. It. They didn't like that album, and Harrison didn't like. Yeah, looking back on it, he didn't like, you know, the production. So, yeah. Right. Well, I think right around "Let It Be Naked," I think mm. the person who changed the narrative was McCartney because he yes. hated it so much. He made the rest of us think it was awful, also. Yeah, yeah. There's right. some good songs on it, you know. There's some good songs on it, and there's some, you know, there's some shitty songs on it too. But anyway, so um, the long and winding road, I tell you it. Uh, 
yeah, you can't think of it without it's, the Augusta. You can't think of it. You know what I mean? You just it just the background sound. singers, the whole deal, yeah. right? You so, need that. You know, um, this could have been a tiebreaker question, but mm. you and Mark already know it because you talked about it um, earlier. But okay. what is today a special day in Beatle oh, yeah. history? The, the, I wonder if anybody knows that. We were talking about it earlier. Do you know Barry? April eleventh, actually, yep. actually uh, the tenth. Tenth. The tenth was that. Uh, is this when Let It Be was released? It was when McCartney gave the first interview saying they were broken up. Oh, really? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, fifty-three yep. years ago. But right. as we were April saying, April tenth, nineteen seventy. When they were coming, yeah, when they when we were driving up in the car, saying, but you know, and then everyone thought they'd just, I don't know. Go into the sunset, but here we are, fifty-three years later, driving up to a Beatle trivia show. You know, I mean, you, you, they're always going to be around. So, and um, one thing too, before we uh, talk about Al's uh, prize here, is Mark used to play in a band, uh, a Beatle band, and they were great. They're they're yeah. outstanding. You can give yourself a rim shot. Help, really. Yeah. <laughs> I was lucky enough to see them. They were ones. really good. Oh, you did, huh? Yeah. Really good. Yeah, Newport, New Hampshire, Mark. Whoa. And and wait wait that's the one I left the I left the suit there or something I had to go running oh. back the next day. <laughs> yeah, I remember sure. that. Sure, okay. Look at me, suit. Before you just break, the reason I was impressed is <clears throat> among the songs you guys played was some other guy, and I knew yeah, yeah. that, <laughs> that you yeah, weren't they just a band. That yeah. you had to really love them. His, yeah. This is what they did really well was because we saw them you know dozens mm-hmm. of times, and mostly in the summer outdoors. You get up there, start the first song, and they'd just stampede of little kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would come down in front of the stage and then start dancing. So they, they, start, knew, they knew them. They knew them. It's as though the music got to them, whether they it knew just the got songs to them, or yeah. not. It, it was, was just beautiful. That's when you knew it, it's just going to be around forever, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, Brian Epstein yeah. said that, right? Did he really? By the year 2000, they'll still be listening to the well, He was right. He was. Yeah, yeah, he was right. 20 years and talking about The best manager ever. Ever. Best oh. manager ever, yeah. ever, ever. They yeah. all went downhill after him. After that, yeah. For sure. Yeah. But anyway, so did we already announce the scores? We did. Do you, <laughs> do you want to hear it again? No, no, it's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> we don't have the time. It's okay. Can, so, I, can I ask one question yes, to please. everybody? Please. The first Beatle record you bought. Ooh. Around the horn. I have a great story. Of yeah, course. Of course. Because okay. mine's an oddball, yeah. so that's why. All right, so... They played on Ed Sullivan on my birthday, and um, you know we we knew who they were, um, and um, we were very excited to see them. This is February ninth, nineteen sixty, and sixty, and um, my um, my my parents' friends came over like they always used to do, just show up and you know they play cards, whatever, and they and they and they come in to, and they hold and meet the Beatles, and it's my birthday. I'm going excellent, you know, and they they come in, and they go Brian, look, and they give it to me and go fuck. I got, and then we watch them, you know, like everyone else. And when they leave, they take the freaking album with them. Uh, no, that's my. I never got over it. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> this week, to this day, right? have you seen anybody about that? Yeah, you know, like, uh, yeah well, doctor so and so. Yeah, they said I should talk about good. it. Uh, great, Mark. What was yours? I'm gonna guess. Okay, this is. Go, go ahead, guess. Probably hot days and night. I'm gonna say. Oh no, no? My, okay. my sibling had siblings. Had all the records, right? So I could listen to them anytime. But I was more in, more concerned of, uh, curious about their, their whole history and all that stuff. Okay. So the first album, Beatles Story. 
Oh, wow, <laughs> really, yeah? Now, who the hell bought that first? Yeah, they probably put that paste of that together. Wow. <laughs> you, still get, you don't have it, do you? I do, yeah. Okay. We're Does gonna anyone have that? Anyone out there? Never heard of it. Beatles Was that a, uh, What's interview stuff? album and stuff? by a, a radio DJ guy? Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of cool. Was, a double, was it a two-record set? I don't remember. Wow. But it was like yeah, a two-record two record set. Yeah, yeah. They're the yes of uh, Beatles. It was all of like... You know, seven dollars then. Yeah, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Well, listen here. Uh, uh, we should ask everyone else. Rob, it can came you came out in CD too later on. Uh, mm-hmm. did it? Rob, can you remember the first yeah. Beatles? Did you ever? Did you even buy a Beatle record? Oh Rob? yeah, yeah. Um, certainly. See, like for me, I'm 51, so I wasn't around a lot of the golden age of this music. I didn't get to enjoy it mm-hmm. by going to concerts and buying the albums myself. I always had to work backwards from something that was, quite frankly shittier okay, you know yes, yes. and then i'd say oh that's interesting and work backwards and my, my parents were like and they remain very square people they're yes. wonderful people but they're very square their taste in music went right along with it but the one thing they had was <laughs> that double it? album that had um the blue um blue album on one side the red album on the other oh, side yeah. it was a greatest hits mm-hmm. collection yes. and it showed the pictures of them hanging over yes yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. 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 the police and, please and, and, the cover an earlier cover of them leaning over the railing, right, and then a, right, a, a, right. a newer one. Well, they colored vinyl right. or what? The, no, yeah, they're they're blue and the blue and red. They were compilation albums. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So interestingly enough, at that age, even though I was like nine or ten, I was able to differentiate right off the bat. These are the Beatles before they grew their hair. These are the Beatles after they grew their hair and got experimental, yeah. Yeah, even yeah, yeah. though I might not have understood how experimental they were getting and why. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just grew up on it and loved it. And then this is this is great. This is for Barry. So then the single No More Lonely Nights comes out. Oh. And, and and 10-year-old me quite likes that song. Oh. And and realizes, wait a minute. That's a Beatle? Like that's one of the guys on those albums I've been playing the shit out of Sick. since I was 7 or 8 years old and then you just start getting the connective yeah. tissue and you go back and so See, I wound up buying all the albums everyone as an wakes early up. teen. Yeah. Everyone wakes up eventually. Yeah. Now listen, I think McCartney talk about squares. McCartney's a square. He's a square. Yeah. I mean, you know, he might be the first guy to admit it. He's not, uh, he's not cool. He doesn't hang around with other musicians. You know, the thing about you know Ringo is always around other musicians. So was Lennon mm-hmm. and so was Harrison. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they have a long list of friends, you know, who are other musicians. McCartney, no. In fact, we saw this um, documentary once on how they put his band together. And they've been, they've been together now for quite a while, you know, his touring band. And... Yeah, they said, uh, you know, one of his uh, handlers came in and said, this is the guy who has the blonde hair. He says, uh, let's hear you play. He played a couple of them. He says, be at rehearsal tomorrow. Like McCartney didn't, you know, audition them, didn't put any kind of thought into them. And I think, wow, this guy, mm-hmm. you know, it was all about music, just kind of like had them picked off the tree. I, I, found that, I thought that was interesting, you know, so. And, and, and basically people that they've never heard of. Can you remember the first Beatles record you bought, Dan Lois? Um, I've never bought a Beatles album. <laughs> oh my God! Wow. I never oh. bought. Take the knife out of my heart. I never bought any albums. Okay. So. <laughs> she didn't head. know what albums is. Didn't know what eight tracks are. Off um, so, no. <laughs> but did everybody share? Because doesn't somebody have a special album to share? Yes. Yeah, so, did everyone uh, talk about their uh, first Beatles record? Yes. No, I didn't yet. Okay, go ahead. I thought so. Now, I, I grew up in Cambridge where there was uh, not many you know, record stores in town. What? There was the Harvard Coupon and there was Star Market. Go ahead. Star Market. Really? The housewares aisle, the pegboard where beside the uh, pancake uh, flippers and 
bottle cap openers was uh, 45 RPM records, and I bought Love Me Do backed with uh-huh. P.S. I Love You on uh-huh. Tolly Records. Great song. Yeah. Tolly. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah? You still Tolly. have that? Hmm. I have it. I have it framed also. Yeah. My Swan and my VJ and hmm. my first, uh, yeah, the first Can't Buy Me Love on Capitol. Hmm. Uh, but nothing special about that record. But to- that was my first Beatle record. Who are these guys? Beatles. Yeah, yeah, Sounds yeah. pretty uh-huh. good. Yeah, P.S. I, I play, Love I You. I want to learn how to play harmonica. P.S. I Love You is a great song. Talk about it. a great mm. song. They're like, wow. you know, in 16 when they, put, you know, when they write it. It's amazing the, the combined musical talent that those guys had. Yeah. So anyway, so one of the things that they had, one of the things they had was this, is that um, they came out, I mean, the, 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 what, what the British albums were and what the American albums were were never the same, mm. okay? Sometimes they would take right. off a few songs from the British albums, so on and so forth, and then they would put together like what we would call the greatest hits you know, album. So they did that, and the now the name of the album was Yesterday and Today. So they put together this collection of Beatle out not outtakes but other songs, other singles, and they said, "What kind of cover do you want?" And they posed as butchers with uh, butcher knives and pieces of bloody meat and and dismembered uh, dolls no. all over them. Okay, bloody, very bloody. And they sent out about three hundred thousand of these records like this because when you release the Beatle record. Yeah, you didn't do them 10 at a time, you know, so <laughs> off they go. And then someone somewhere looked at it and said, what the f*** is this, you know? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so. With their menacing said, looks, too, to go with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get, you know, oh, how, you know? So they went and they got to take the, 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 the stupidest picture in the world where they're just hanging around like a steamer trunk that I think they already had. And they pasted. They pasted that photo on what was called the butcher cover. So, which which if you have one of those, they're valuable. And we mm-hmm. talked about our friend Marty Fire. He had one. Mark has one. But Uncle Al here, he doesn't have the cover with the sticker on it. He's got the butcher cover. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see it now. I meant the Go cover. Ahead. I meant the cover. Hey, Doreen. Yes. I'm sorry, wow. Lois. The Holy Grail, right there. Oh, it's real. Yeah, supposedly the Holy Grail. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. How so, you, wow. We're looking at the original one now. Now, you get ready for this, Al. And there's the bag. Mm-hmm. Right, Al. Yeah, let's look at that back again. Let's look at the back. Yeah, look at the back. The back is the track is listing, the, and yeah. Uh, the yeah. Is that the same back? Oh no. Yeah, yeah. isn't it? Okay. Yeah. Okay, ready. What's cool about the back is that it's got. The listing of all the other albums. Yeah, it looks like uh, yeah, oh. different font. The American, the American albums. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. oh, there's the Beatles. Yeah. By the way, there's that uh, Beatles story that uh, mm-hmm. Mark was mentioning. Is that on there? On the back? Yeah, the, there's a picture of it. Oh, oh really? Yeah. 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 Oh, Is that kind of a, there again, yeah. that like a rare bird, you think? Beatles story? Beatles story. There's a lot of them around? The Beatles story. There it is right there. Yeah. Two exciting documentary discs. Oh, I love, yeah, oh, oh, it was a two. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. wow. Now, listen. Yeah. I want everyone. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to listen. Yep, that's it. Yep. Okay. There it is. All right, ready? All right, Al. Wow. Al, I want you to take a breath, and we'll take a breath, and tell us how much is that worth right now. Oh boy, should we all? Um, you know, if they've gone into auction, um, I've seen them go. I mean, they're all they're wild. They're all over the place. Just say. But yeah. the most valuable ones are um, some of the still sealed. Stereo versions, mm-hmm. and they're astronomical. But, how much? Uh, uh, those I don't even know anymore. Okay, all right. How much? How much is yours worth? How much is yours worth? 
they're auctioning in the between ten and twenty thousand right now. Oh my god! <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It blows my mind. Yeah. For a first date, I mean, a lot of things play into it. Yeah, you, know, you have to have it really. Everything. Yeah. Um, provenance is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, wow. things like in this one, like if you look here, you'll see on the, the seam is split in a few spots. Yeah. You know, that's that takes away. Yeah, it's not mint mint. It's actually really. in it. Nitpick yeah. on that one, but yeah. it's in very, very good condition. You could say very, yeah, very good. The, condition. the money shot is is this. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And if you look right down here, oh, you sure. see a few scratches in the black. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, oh, looks like sawdust on George's pants. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, Did you? This, know this is sat in my record collection since it was new. I unwrapped it. Oh wow! Damn. So I've owned it. Since, I'm the one who took it out of the wrapping. I'm the one who who's done the damage, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, but still. Well, you it didn't know what you had when you bought it. Right. Who knew it would well, be a collector's album? Oh, yeah. I've never bought a Beatles album. Oh, wow. Never. wow. Which is still? Never. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, this happened to be um, a long story to get through to. Okay. But um, <laughs> the bottom line is my dad managed parking garages in Boston. That's what, uh, that's what Rob does. Right, Rob? Aren't you in that business? I am yeah, okay. in a, a roundabout way. Yeah. But okay. yes, I am. Good. Okay. So, um, my dad worked for uh, a, uh, a family that owned a bunch of parking lots and parking garages in Boston. Yes. And he was a manager. He used to go parking lot to parking lot, check during yes. the day to see what was going on. And one of the lots was a very small lot, and uh, you had a tandem park. It'll leave your keys, and they moved your car around while you were gone. Okay. And when I, you came and, back, your car could be four cars deep. Yeah, I never trust those people, but go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this gentleman, uh, gentleman came in, and he came in on a regular basis, and he asked my dad, could you keep my car out on you know next to the street? Because yeah. I'm, I'm not going to be gone long. I, you know, I come in every week. You know, I don't want the hassle, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. my dad, being a nice guy, said, yeah, sure, you know, no problem. We'll take care of it. So uh, one day the guy said to my dad, you got any kids? He said, yeah. He said, well, here, he threw the keys to his car, and he said, look in the trunk. I've got some records in there. Take whatever you want. Wow. We're going to the kids. So uh, my dad opened the trunk, and he what do you know for the Beatles? Yeah. So he took a bunch of 45s, and you know, he did it more than once. This happened a number of times. But um, he ended up grabbing two of these. Mm -hmm. They were still sealed. Yeah. And he was the – he worked for the company that supplied the radio stations yeah, with their a, records. Yeah, an AOR guy, they call them. Right. Yeah, yeah. Artist and uh, repertoire. repertoire. Yeah, A&R, right, yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, he was he was probably going down to MEX because MEX at one point was in the same building as Fenway Park. Was it near Fenway? Um, I think it was on LaGrange Street. Yeah, wherever that is. So, Behind them. You know, I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's funny That's when you said, what, what was your first Beatles album? Yes. I had the Beatles because it came out of that guy's trunk. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs> I, never, I never bought it. Drummer. Yep. Hey, listen, you could have been mighty firing and got a whole track the trailer full. Have you ever seen... That's a good, that's a good story. Have you ever seen that How many movie? were in the car? Yes. I mean, it could have been a half a dozen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, he gave one to me. You know, I took one and my, one of my cousins had the other one. Yeah. And I, I saw her, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, and I asked her if she remembered it. And she said, yeah, it was hideous. And then she got rid of it. Oh, so, oh, uh, oh like my baseball she cards. She really yeah, right? uh, Thank you, Mom. about her stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I, I figured hers would have been in pristine condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wow. the way she was. Now, just for, for last, the other, I went looking through my old records right. to see if I could find anything else that may have come from that era and that sure. thing. 
and I found I, I found this guy. Okay, yeah, help, yeah, yeah. Look up in the my corner favorite here. albums. Oh, oh promotion wow. Album. Yeah, yeah, promotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look at that. What is promo. that? Promo. Promo. It's a, pro- it's a, it's a guy. He was, he was rushing. They were rushing the Beatle records out to the radio stations. That's what he was doing. He's the guy that was delivering them. Wow. Drill through the back cover. Wow. Huh. So, it's one of my favorite albums. I love the Help album. Mm-hmm. I think maybe so, it, it represents summer and warmth and stuff to me. I don't know why. It just mm-hmm. does. You know, The movie is kind of weird, but I like the movie. Yeah, the, the movie is like kind of a funny James Bond movie. So basically, I don't go to that. Yes, yes. Because that gives credibility to the fact that I had um, Other stuff. access to emotional records back in the day. So, Al, mm-hmm. Al, is the party? Where is the party? And when is the party? Because they're all coming. Party four? And when you'd sell the album, of course. <laughs> Drum up, please. <laughs> you know, I. First of all, my wife won't let it in the house. Oh. Won't let the record in the house? Yes. Are you? It's just horrible. She so where do you Because I was going to get it framed and hang it. Where is it? Yeah, definitely. It's not hanging up in my house. Where is it? Where do you keep it? I keep it in the storage area, you know, sealed up and locked up. Oh. In, the, in the garage? It's in a, you know, a... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Up in the garage? Even, up in the garage? You know, it, yeah, it's, it's like... Up in the like garage? I own that, okay. you know, it's... Yes, okay. I should hang on to it because... I guess it's up in the garage, yeah. <laughs> you could have it framed at one one. No, but along listen. with the other one. Yes. Yes. Let, yeah. it, let me tell you yeah, something about Al. Is, this sat in with my records for years and years and years. I had no idea. It <laughs> probably went to a few parties, came and went with me. Um, what Did was you know what you've had? Really funny was it, it wasn't until yes. the 1980, early 80s maybe, I was visiting someone in California, and they had a uh, an underground newspaper. I think it was in San Diego. Okay. Like, uh, the, like in Boston, they had the Phoenix. Yes. Mm-hmm. The underground paper. Well, I... I happened to be in San Diego visiting and I found their version of the Phoenix and I was just kind of going through it. And on, on the back page, there was all kinds of advertising and just, yes. yeah, yeah. and there was an ad for reproduction of this really ultra rare uh, Beatles. Cover. Reproduction. Yeah. 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 And hmm. I'm like, so I'm looking at it and I go, what's so rare about that? I've got one of those. <laughs> it's, not it's not rare. I've got one. So, um, yes. Checked it. Then I started researching it a bit and I went, Oh, wait a minute. Okay. This is really, you know, a different, a different animal here. We're going to fade so, in uh, the uh, Beatle music now, though. So, uh, all right. so anyway, <clears throat> I, it's time to bring the Beatle train into the station, okay? Uh, oh, man, already? Yes. Al, really? do you want to have the last word? Al. Well, listen, and let me just say one thing about Al. He's, 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 I know that he's my neighbor, and you know, I know about the butcher cover, but you also have the same Porsche since you were 18 years old, right? True. Yes. Okay. He owns yes. the same Porsche that he got. As a matter of fact, we're we're going to have an anniversary in about uh, fourteen days. Oh, for how many years? Yeah, for the for the Porsche. Fifty years. Whoa! The same wow! 50 years. Wow! These you guys yeah. have been together. Wow! One between one one and you. That's that's ninety eight years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> a long time to be married. Yeah, yes. Well, so anyway. you know, the funny part is, uh, my future wife was with me the night I bought it. Mm. So she's I still was, married, though. Unbelievable. Come on, drama, drama, drama. That was a wow. Okay, it really was. But then again, I've known her since she was five. Okay, so. well, another show, as they say. So listen. <laughs> That's not the story for another we can't day. talk about that. <laughs> okay, listen. so listen. I want to thank everybody for joining That's us tonight. That's a podcast story. We really, really get Mac at the dark, maybe. One last thing, Mac. Go if ahead. anyone uh, is interested in buying a first state butcher cover. There you go. You know, put it uh, out there, right? Will you give us yeah. a vig? Will you give the show a vig? 
which is 10%. Oh, hey, yeah. Like Max said, it'll be a party. Yeah, oh boy, will it be a party. Anyway, so I want to thank Al for dropping by. Talk to us about his Beatles stories, and also he has an original butcher cover uh, for the uh, Beatles album yesterday and today. If you know what the butcher cover is, he's got one in great condition. He'll sell it to you for 20 grand. So, okay, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Al, for joining us. For the butcher cover. We appreciate that. My new pose with it. <laughs> Rob Ferraro, thank you very much for joining us. And I'll tell you, we clapped them in. Let's clap them out. Oh. You never know when he's going to review something Thank we you. do. <laughs> Thanks, Had a Rob. lot of fun. Thank What's your latest? What's the latest thing you've written about? You know what? Um, the latest thing I've yes. written. About? Yeah, you know what? What latest rock personality? What? What? What's the best? Inter- what interview did you do last? Uh, let's see. What did I do last? I can't remember last. I, as I said earlier, I have um, Belinda Carlisle later. Oh right. This okay. Week. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and that's a thing. Yeah. Um, and there's something else kind of brewing, but I'm not supposed to talk about it until okay. it comes around. So we're working on that. Well, you can tell us oh, yeah. who we're going to tell. But some kind of rock thing. <laughs> some kind of. Does, uh, go ahead. I, I well, you know, oh. Does Belinda Carlisle have something new out? Go goes right. Yeah. Can you can you believe it? For the first time in like forever, she yeah. has uh, something out. Diane Warren, the oh, uh, big the, pop yeah. singer. Yeah, yeah. Wrote the song for her. It's oh. going to be a hit, guaranteed okay. a hit. There you oh, go. It used to be. Yeah. And wrote something for her that she recorded. And um, yeah, she, but it's been 33, 33 years without a new original song for her. Should I tell you what I know about Belinda Carlisle? Uh, should we not? What's that? Should I tell you what I know about her, or would you rather? No, no, definitely do that. Definitely. Is it nice? It's it's the truth. She was I know she was married to James Mason's son for a while, you know. Anyway, it was like a Hollywood there. And that she by her own admission did so much blow, as the kids say, that she actually put a hole between the two nostrils, you know, that the thing that deviated septum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aww. Yeah. And uh That is a that is a, a, a true story. Yeah, and she, <laughs> she told me that she's really? she's been sober for 30-something years, though. Yes. She's still with uh, James Mason's son as well. Really? Yeah, huh? Wow, See? wow. I saw them open for the police, and, I'll tell you, and I, I think they're the same management company, which was Stuart Copeland's brother's management company. We go, oh man, the Go-Go's, we're going to see them. But they were okay, you know what I mean? They played the Blossom yeah. God, and they were, they were okay, you know? They were, yeah, they were okay. I like them. Juan Juan and I were uh, talking off-air beforehand, and um, George Harrison yes. actually played slide guitar on one of her singles, hit singles in England. Really? Yeah, huh? Um, hmm. And she she she's like that. She's fun and she's ballsy. And they said, "Well, who could we get to play on this?" And I, she just goes, "George Harrison." There's yeah, no cool. reason for her to say that. They're not friends, <laughs> etc. But the word got to her wife, and he said, "I like her voice," and he did it. Wow, oh, yeah. that's wow. all you need to know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. wow, that's wow. funny. Good for them. So anyway, well, thank you, uh, Rob, for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. I had a great time. Thank, thank you. you for uh, raising the intelligence level of the show. That's mm-hmm. the note that. Uh, that I just <laughs> wow, three rounds of applause for the music critic, really. <laughs> Barry, Barry, dribbles, dribbles. We'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. All right. You're still talking to me? Well, only I'll because you got bent out of shape that I didn't send you a freaking link, okay? You can't write, you can't type in eight letters. I mean, seriously. That's right. I get a barrage don't of even, emails from this guy. Don't even start. Yeah, don't even start. And by don't. the way, Rob, don't feel bad. I'm only 10 years younger than you are, so my first Beatles record was Get Back. Younger? So I was there at, at the end of the first run. Oh, maybe. Mm, nice. Sure, yeah, We're the yeah. latecomers. Yeah. Huh, yeah. Huh. Okay. Oh, by, by the way, I wanted to know, how much, is my, uh, 
give my regards to Broad Street album worth. Is that ten grand? Oh God! <laughs> Can you dump them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, did you ever see the movie? Did you ever see the movie? Oh, I'm yeah. trying to forget. The movie is bizarre. You, it's unwatchable. It's unwatchable. You know, I said one day, I said I'm just going to sit down and watch this, and <laughs> it starts off with. I mean, when was it made? In the seventies, right? Eighty four. Oh, wow. Eighty four. And they had uh, McCartney in this kind of hot rod, and someone calls him on a phone, and they go, "Well, hey, someone stole our tapes." And so to, you better get here right away. So to show him getting there right away, they just sped up, you know, the, the film. You know, he's like, it's, 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 you know, like something on the monkeys or something. Stone cops. <laughs> terrible, terrible, just terrible, terrible acting, terrible songs, terrible idea. Why do it? You know what I mean? That's that's why I say that he needed Lennon because Lennon was cool. You know what I mean? He yeah, he would you know kind of reel him in like yeah. Yeah, and and the whole thing that you've heard McCartney tell the story a million freaking times where he's where he's writing, you know, getting better. He says, you know, it's getting better, and Lennon says it can't get any worse. That's the mm-hmm. perfect encapsulation of these two guys. So <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so uh, they were wonderful together. They were not thank- as good apart, but they had some shining moments. Yeah. Lennon particularly had some wonderful shining moments. I think they broke up and, at the right time. Mm-hmm. You know, their 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 um body of work will never be besmirched. You know what I mean? I mean, there's a there's a finality to it, and they never went down the drain. We lived through their breakup with them. We just mm-hmm. everyone you know four billion people just watched their breakup on Disney a year ago. I mean, right, right. you know. So, but anyway, I gotta, go ahead. Give a shout to All Things Must Pass. I love that record. That yeah, was a great record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, super George right. Harrison, all things must pass, including the Apple Jam yeah, record. Yep, yep, yeah, really great. And it sounds just as good now. I listen to it on it Spotify. Does. You know, I listen to most songs. They sound really good. So anyway, thank you, Barry. We'll do a Zoom, you know, some night when we know the power won't go out, okay? Lois? And maybe Barry can reclaim his title back from you because you just right, took yeah. it away. And I felt so bad that we took away that when the lights went out. I was ahead 31 to 30. And just, he was about to say, Sheila, and then boom, it went out. He will never admit I beat him by a point. You didn't it beat me. Did, no, no, well, you didn't You didn't beat me. That's why I'm not willing to do it. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm not anyway. saying anything. Thank you, Ben. We appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mac. Okay. okay. I just want to make a point. I probably won't have a chance to say this, but Barry used to be Dribbles the Clown. Huge, huge guest on the air. People loved Dribbles we the loved Clown. Him. Yeah, yeah, one one of those. We get emails, yeah. more dribbles. Where's dribbles? You know, and you'd come on and you'd kill, you'd slay, as dribbles the clown. All right, you tell us how how suburban house moms wanted to have sex with oh guys with big goodness. shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm still trying to forget that. Beat that. Okay, and so one day I call him up and say, "Hey, let's be on the show." He says, "I don't want to be on the show. Why? Because you won't let me do my own material." I, after all of my wonderful quips, yes, yes, I, I, I was won't. told I wasn't as funny as I could be, <laughs> and that started the great debate. <laughs> and Mac and I didn't talk for years. That's not true. <laughs> we, finally, we finally made up. That's not, just I'm right so before untrue. the show. That, oh, wow. Okay. All right. <laughs> wow. Okay. okay. Anyway. Okay. Thank you, Barry, for joining us. I think I already said that. Um, yes. Now I have to go to the people in the room. The one's always the last one. It's in his contract. Understood. That's right. Uh, Mark Poulin, thank you for joining us. We appreciate thank you. it. Give you a ring one more time. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Hey. Let's hear it from the drummer. <laughs> a little laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark. <laughs> <laughs>
You know what? You know what they call guys who hang around with musicians? A drummer. A drummer. The first one on The drummer actually stepped on the punchline. Anyway, so uh, thank you. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Lois, how can I say? Words cannot describe how much I should thank you. <laughs> Mostly because you're driving. You know, like. <laughs> That's right. I'm the designated driver and the timekeeper. That's right. Okay. So, well, I, I, we have to clap for her, too, because yes. you know why. Sure. Barry, up to the microphone. <laughs> okay, All right. Thank you, Lois. Juan Juan, thank you very much for joining us. You're welcome. My pleasure. You can see nothing has changed. Happy to do it. Yep. All right. We will talk to you very soon. We really appreciate it. And thank you for everybody uh, for uh, you know taking part in tonight. And I should probably do the plug, right? You should. Homestrike Troops. Homestrike Troops is a military organization that uh, raises money for our veterans who have been hurt in post-9-11 action. That's uh, the Iraqi war and the Afghani war. And these are people who came home probably missing a limb or something very, very severe. And just to help them get back into, you know, a way of life, what Homestrike Troops does is that they build houses for them that are um, kind of um, accessible. accessible, right? For instance, they have like lower counter space, very few stairs, stuff like that. And then when they complete the house, they rip up the mortgage, they give them the keys. It's their house for free. No mortgage hanging over their head. And they can just go out and lead as much of a normal life, hate to say it like that, as they can. It's a very successful organization. 90 cents of your charity dollar goes to our vets. Really very cool people. So please Google them, see what they're up to. Home Shred Troops. And I think that's it. Who else are we going to uh, plug? You're looking at me, Lois, like I should know something. No, I think we just thank our audience for Once again, not the in. first time. Yes, okay. Thank you, everyone, tuning in. Everything will be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. Let's get the last word. All right, so uh, this is back from the entire gang saying be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. <laughs>